0: As you go into your mission assignment, believe in prayer. Believe that it really is God's work and that he'll guide and direct and bless you. Call down the blessings you need. Heaven is ready and waiting to send them. And once again, I meekly offer myself as a visual aid. My whole life in the mission and for these 60 years after it was reshaped and refined and renewed as no other.
1: I'm Sarah Jane Weaver, editor of The Church News. Welcome to The Church News Podcast. We are taking you on a journey of connection as we discuss news and events of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. That scripture found in Matthew 28, verse 19, was shared by President Russell and Nelson, as he announced the second edition of Preach My Gospel. The commandment for members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to share the message of the gospel is still in force, he said. This episode of the Church News Podcast is the second of two special missionary episodes featuring members of the First Presidency, Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, and Missionary Executive Council, teaching from the manual, and speaking of the importance of missionary service for members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Continuing with the pattern used in the first episode of this podcast, we highlight specific chapters of Preach My Gospel and other important missionary principles. Chapter 6, Seek Christlike Attributes, was taught by Sister Amy A. Wright, First Counselor in the Primary General Presidency and a member of the Church's Missionary Executive Council.
2: At the beginning of his mortal ministry, Jesus walked along the shore of the Sea of Galilee and called out to two fishermen, Peter and Andrew. Follow me, he said, and I will make you fishers of men. The Lord has also called out to each of us, extending an invitation to follow him. With this personal invitation comes a piercing question. "'What manner of men ought ye to be?' he asked. "'Verily I say unto you, even as I am.'" In order to become like Jesus, it is essential that we know His true character and attributes. The Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ, proclaims to the world powerful testimonies of Jesus Christ's divine mission and his holy attributes, to the convincing of the Jew and the Gentile that Jesus is the Christ, the eternal God. Studying a single account or title cannot encapsulate even a small portion of Jesus' foreordained commission. Doing so, however, can expand our vision and help us better understand that Christ-like attributes should not only be inspirational, but aspirational— as we carefully study the Savior's life, attributes, and mission, we can find the answer to every question of the heart and mind. When it comes to seeking Christ like attributes, the Savior continuously directs our vision to children as the blueprint for our behavior. So, if we want to know what these Christ like attributes can look like in our lives, or in the lives of our missionaries, we would be wise to look to little children. As missionaries strive to develop his Christ-like attributes, I testify that they will have experiences with their Savior, like the Book of Mormon prophets of old, that are so deeply profound and personal they will choose to be valiant in their testimonies all the days of their lives.
1: Elder Ulysses Suarez teaches from Chapter 7, Learn Your Mission Language.
3: One of the fundamental truths that will motivate missionaries to learn, to preach the gospel in their mission language, is having a burning testimony that they have been called of God by a prophet, to proclaim the glad tidings, even the everlasting gospel. Furthermore, as they were set apart, they received the authority, right, responsibility, and privilege to represent the Savior before the world. As they consistently work to strengthen their testimony of Jesus Christ and the gospel truths that they will teach, God can and will bestow upon them spiritual power that will help them to fulfill their purpose. What a unique privilege. That testimony will help them to strengthen their faith in Jesus Christ, to learn how to express themselves more efficiently in their mission language, and effectively fulfill their purpose. Ask for God's help through sincere prayer for ways to learn, teach, and testify in your mission language. Preach My Gospel teaches that missionaries should strive to become like the Savior through developing His attributes. Charity, or the pure love of Christ, is one of these essential attributes. Missionaries are charged to seek to develop that kind of love. When they are filled with charity, they obey God's commandments and do all they can to serve others and help them to receive the restored gospel. Missionaries are to pray unto the Father with all the energy of their heart that they may be filled with that love. As they do so, striving to do righteous works, their love for God and for His children will increase. They will come to feel a sincere concern for the eternal welfare and happiness of those they labor with. They will see them as children of God with a potential of becoming like our Heavenly Father, and they will labor in their behalf. They will try to communicate and understand people and their points of view. They will be patient with them and try to help them when they are struggling or discouraged. As missionaries act in faith in Jesus Christ to develop the pure love of Christ for the people that they teach— they will purify their motives to do the work of the Lord. They will naturally desire for the windows of heaven to open, to pour out the blessings of the Lord upon those they teach. Consequently, they will feel encouraged to improve their ability to communicate with them according to their own language and understanding.
1: Elder Gary E. Stevenson of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles highlights and speaks about Chapter 8, Accomplish the Work Through Goals and Plans.
4: I never thought anything could be done better than what we had in the chapter, Using Your Time Wisely. And guess what? It has. I'm thrilled with the focus message to missionaries embodied in the new title of Chapter 8, missionaries are more likely to accomplish the work through goals and plans. And the new chapter 8 had a lot of catching up to match the rapid advances in technology. Now, to help missionaries apply the inspired updates in Preach My Gospel 2nd edition to their daily efforts, we're excited to announce the introduction of the new Preach My Gospel app. This updated app replaces and is an enhancement to what has been the Area Book Planner. It broadens and deepens digital goal setting and planning tools for missionaries. The updated name clarifies the app's purpose, which is to help missionaries apply the principles they learn as they study, preach my gospel. As they learn doctrine and principles through Preach My Gospel, the app provides a practical application for missionaries to accomplish the work through goals and plans. The new Preach My Gospel, it emphasized the principles of agency, goals, and accountability. It focuses planning on the needs of individuals, and it includes The two new key indicators for conversion, lessons with a member participating and new converts attending sacrament meeting. Finally, we hope that deepening conversion and lifelong conversion is an outcome of the fully integrated Chapter 8. This applies not only to the people that missionaries find, teach, and baptize, but to missionaries themselves.
1: Elder Ronald A. Rasband of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles speaks about chapter 9, Find People to Teach.
5: I again remind you of the statement in Preach My Gospel. Nothing happens in missionary work until you find someone to teach. Doctrine and Covenant, section 30 verse 5, the Lord instructs missionaries to open your mouth to declare my gospel. The Lord later promised that if they would do this, their mouths would be filled with what to teach. As simple as this directive is and sounds to us today, let me tell you, it is one of the most challenging things for your missionaries to do. For a missionary to open his or her mouth and to boldly declare the gospel of Jesus Christ requires that a missionary set aside fears and they trust in the Lord and His promises. Some missionaries will just not know how to do this. You'll have to want to show them how. Practice with them and build their faith and confidence. Missionaries who talk with as many people as they can each day often have many people to teach. Missionaries who talk with everyone are always finding Even if they have people they are teaching and preparing for baptism, they make efforts every day to find new people to teach. To illustrate this point, I'd like to share two metaphors that I feel demonstrate how missionaries go about their finding efforts. Let's begin with the analogy of an elevator. Missionaries often find wonderful people to teach, and begin helping them ascend toward the saving ordinances of baptism and confirmation. Along the way, however, if they only focus on their current teaching pool or the people in the elevator with them and stop opening their mouths, they miss opportunities for others to learn about the restored gospel. Using the elevator approach to find, few people are added to the teaching pool. For these missionaries, finding can become an event, but not a continuous effort. Additionally, when people no longer desire to be taught or they receive the ordinances of baptism and confirmations, missionaries are left with an empty elevator and have to begin their finding efforts anew. We do have many missionaries, however, who are always finding and talking to everyone like on an escalator. Missionaries have a continuous flow of new people to teach and are constantly building their teaching pool. I've shown you an animated representation of this. Now let me show you how this looks like in real life. From our very own mission, now being led by President and Sister Holmes, the New York, New York City mission. As you watch these missionaries who are always finding who find with the escalator approach in mind, please remember that Preach My Gospel suggests a variety of different ways to find. This is simply one way of those effective ways to find new people to teach. (laughs) Some of you might be thinking that this example doesn't apply in your mission. Perhaps many of your missionaries' areas don't have streets like this, with a seemingly endless amount of people to talk with. If you're thinking this, let me show you another example of talking with everyone that it could apply in any of your areas anywhere in the world. When we discuss the scriptural phrase, open your mouth, we often envision a missionary companionship approaching Approaching someone on a busy street to introduce that person to the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. That is surely one way this scripture can be fulfilled. I would also like you to think of other settings. Help your missionaries open their mouths with a variety of people from a variety of finding sources, including members, missionaries' own efforts, and social media. Always with a focus on the purpose to find, teach, and baptize souls to Jesus Christ.
1: Chapter 10, Teach and Build Faith in Jesus Christ, is taught by Elder David A. Bednar of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles.
6: Please consider the definition of faith in the Lord as set forth in the Lectures on Faith. Faith in Christ is the first principle in revealed religion— the foundation of all righteousness, and the principle of action in all intelligent beings. The spiritual gift of faith in Christ entails the exercise of our moral agency to act in accordance with His teachings and follow Him, learn His doctrine, keep His commandments, bind ourselves to Him through covenants, trust in His promises, and meekly accept His will and timing in our lives. Abiding in the Savior, walking with Him, and living His doctrine and correct principles are essential because faith without works is dead. We are to be doers of the word and not hearers only, that every man may act in doctrine and principle pertaining to futurity according to the moral agency which God has given unto him." We also learn in the lectures on faith that faith is not only the principle of action but of power also, whether in heaven or on earth. Faith in Christ always leads to righteous action, which increases our spiritual power and capacity. Therefore, disciples of Christ are workers anxiously engaged in a good cause and doing many things of their own free will and bringing to pass much righteousness. For the power is in them wherein they are agents unto themselves. And inasmuch as men do good, they shall in no wise lose their reward. As servants of the living Lord, we unfortunately cannot give, bestow, transfer, convey— or transmit faith in Him to another individual. But we can help our friends to focus their faith on and in the Lord, Jesus Christ, by inviting, enticing, praying for, testifying to, and encouraging them to ask, seek, and knock for the spiritual gift of faith in the Savior. We also need to remember always that the role we play in inviting all to come unto Christ is crucial but does not and cannot overrule the moral agency of those who receive our message. It is impossible to exercise faith in something that is false. I cannot emphasize strongly enough the importance of helping friends to learn for themselves the basic, simple, and correct principles of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ, as found in the Holy Scriptures and in the teachings of prophets and apostles. Only a correct understanding of the Father's eternal plan of happiness and the Savior's Atonement in His gospel can provide this spiritual foundation that will enable us to stand firm and steadfast in the latter days. And we have been called and set apart to help friends learn correct principles for themselves by the power of the Holy Ghost.
1: Chapter eleven, Help People Make and Keep Commitments, is taught by Elder Neil L. Anderson, a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles.
7: The principle of carefully individualizing and spiritually customizing our teaching applies as well to our helping people make and keep commitments. This is the central message today is that through understanding, inspiration, and kindness, our missionaries have the power to spiritually lead those they teach to sincerely make and keep commitments. We know that as a seeker of truth consistently makes and keeps commitments, honestly pursuing a spiritual course with faith, the Lord will bless him or her with added light and knowledge Leading to a genuine conversion to the Lord Jesus Christ and his, re, his restored gospel. That which is of God is light. And he that receiveth light and continueth in God receiveth more light. And that light groweth brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Here are a few of the many commitments we offer to the sincere people we teach. Praying sincerely and consistently. Studying the words of the Lord regularly, especially the Book of Mormon, continuing to meet with the missionaries, worshiping with the saints of God, following commandments that have been unknown or neglected, deciding to follow Jesus Christ through the ordinance of baptism. When and how we offer these invitations and the tone of our appeal requires spiritual wisdom and the guidance of the Holy Ghost. Making and keeping commitments is the sprouting seed that with nourishment will grow into the flourishing tree of eternal covenants. From Preach My Gospel, keeping commitments prepares people to make and keep sacred covenants. As we make and keep commitments in an effort to better follow Jesus Christ and keep his commandments, we feel his love and approval. And we see the truth of our commitment. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. The timing and the tone of our invitations are guided by the spirit of the Lord as missionaries are led to what they ask and how they ask it. Spiritual commitments build upon each other, growing step by step. Preach My Gospel teaches, be careful not to extend too many invitations at once. A person needs time to act, grow, and learn from each invitation. Invitation should be appropriate for where a person is on his or her spiritual journey. Moreover, the tone of our invitations, while always kind, are dressed differently, reflecting the understanding, spiritual maturity, culture, and age of the person being taught. And we all know this scripture. It's right at the head of Preach My Gospel. He that preacheth and he that receiveth understand one another, and both are edified and rejoice together.
1: Elder Garrett W. Gong of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles teaches church members about Chapter 12, Help People Prepare for Baptism and Confirmation.
8: Everything in Preach My Gospel comes together as we fulfill our missionary purpose to invite and help individuals come to Jesus Christ to help people prepare for baptism and confirmation. We prepare people for baptism and confirmation as we understand doctrine, principles and practice. We begin with first, qualifications for baptism and confirmation. Second, preparing people for and conducting baptismal interviews. And third, baptism and confirmation, questions and answers. As we help people prepare for baptism and confirmation, we gratefully witness spiritual conversion as we see, a broken heart and a contrite spirit taking upon ourselves the name of Christ, receiving the spirit of Christ unto the remission of their sins. When people have experienced the spiritual conversion of which these qualifications are indicators, those individuals are ready to receive the sacred ordinances of baptism and confirmation. We all rejoice, On those days, our Lord told Nicodemus, except a man or woman be born of the spirit and again, water and of the spirit, both he or she cannot see or enter into the kingdom of God. Put another way, as we prepare people for baptism and confirmation, we're preparing them to see and enter into the kingdom of God to be received by the Lord Jesus Christ as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This joy cascades through generations. It unites families eternally in the Lord. May you and your missionaries find that enduring joy as you prepare people for baptism and confirmation in every nation, kindred, tongue, and people
1: Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles speaks about chapter 13, Unite with Leaders and Members to Establish the Church.
9: Brothers and sisters, you are fellow servants with John the Baptist. Just as Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery were, you are also fellow servants with Peter, James, and John. And you are fellow servants with the Savior's living apostles, including President Russell M. Nelson and the First Presidency, whom we all love. We're all engaged in the same work, helping Heavenly Father's children come unto Christ by making and keeping sacred covenants. The same is true for your missionaries. They are fellow servants as well. And I might add, it's also true of the members and leaders of the wards and stakes where you will serve. Never forget this. We may have different assignments, but it's not a different work. We all serve one master, Jesus Christ. And it is all one work. His work, not ours, his work, the Savior's work. I hope such knowledge can dispel every fear you may have. We are all fellow servants. Enjoy this feeling of being fellow servants with John the Baptist and with all who went along. This important truth is a foundation For my topic today, which comes from chapter 13 of the New Preach My Gospel. That chapter is titled, Unite with Members and Leaders to Establish the Church. It begins with these words. Missionaries work with local members and leaders to find people to teach and lead them to the Savior. You are united by your love for God and His children. He will magnify your efforts to the degree that you work in unity with local members and leaders. Make working with them an important part of your goals and plans. The work of sharing the gospel and establishing the Lord's church is led by revelation. That is the rock. We need to recognize that and appreciate it and enjoy it and recognize it. Some of that revelation will come to you as mission leaders. Some of it will come to the missionaries. (laughs) Your missionary companionships, as they pray together for guidance in their daily work, will receive revelation, inspiration, promptings, however you want to call it. Important and powerful revelation will come to the stake president who holds the priesthood keys in the stake for sharing the gospel and strengthening new and returning missionaries. Vital revelation will come to bishops, elders quorum, Relief Society presidencies and other members of the church who lead the ward's day-to-day efforts to share the gospel and strengthen new and returning members. That is the word of salvation. As we find in the handbooks and So many places. The Lord gives inspired guidance to many of his dedicated servants, but each of them receives only a piece. If you and your missionaries do your work with only a piece of the revelation the Lord wants to provide, you will do some good. But it will only be partial without the revelation he has given to the ward and stake leaders within their stewardship. The Mission President's Handbook describes the valuable contribution of leaders in this way. And I quote, Remember that local members and leaders' relationship with people in the area will likely last longer than yours or the missionaries'. They will have important insights into local circumstances, needs, finding, and teaching opportunities, and members' fellowshipping efforts. And of quote. Imagine how much more can be accomplished, how many more of God's children could be gathered and blessed when God's revelation to members, to stake and ward leaders is united with a revelation he has given to the missionaries, to you. Establishing the Church of Jesus Christ doesn't just mean increasing it in members, it also means increasing it in strength, in spiritual strength, emotional strength, and of course in numbers. That includes, of course, baptizing converts. It includes strengthening new and returning members, but it also includes helping all members love, share, and invite as they keep their covenants to bear the Savior's name and stand as his witnesses. It includes building up local members and leaders and supporting them in their dedicated and inspired service. And all of this happens most effectively when missionaries members, leaders, and the angels of heaven work together as fellow servants.
1: We gratefully conclude this two-part episode of the Church News Podcast with Elder Holland sharing the influence of mission leaders and the influence of missionary work on his own life. He offers all of us a glimpse into what he knows now after serving as a missionary and an apostle in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
0: As you go into your mission assignment, believe in prayer. Believe that it really is God's work and that he'll guide and direct and bless you. Call down the blessings you need. Heaven is ready and waiting to send them. I am an example of that today. Hold up your light that it may shine unto the world. Behold, I am the light which you shall hold up. That which you have seen me do. Behold, ye see that I have prayed unto the Father. I've always loved that verse from the Savior's appearance in the new world. And I love it a lot more now. That when we look to his example, the example he had is that he prayed to his father. Brothers and sisters, the title of our discussion for this moment is your influence on the lives of your missionaries. I ask for this topic because it ranks among the most important messages that you take with you into the mission field. And once again, I meekly offer myself as a visual aid. I've gone around this church, visiting hundreds of missions and thousands of missionaries. I've done this for 33 years now. I've declared to them, those missionaries, wherever they were, that no young man was more affected by a mission than I was. My whole life in the mission and for these 60 years after it was reshaped and refined and renewed as no other. I know you may think that's true of you. It's not true. It's true of me. (laughs) It ought to be true of all of us. And I'm sure we feel that way. That rebirth and dedicated life came ultimately from my father in heaven. But his earthly agent was this man, my mission president, Elder Marion D. Hanks. He opened the scriptures. He opened my heart. He believed in me, and he led me to the Lord Jesus Christ. He committed me to staying true to him for the rest of my life. And to this day and counting, I have tried faithfully to do that.
1: Been listening to the church news podcast i'm your host church news editor sarah jane weaver i hope you have learned something today about the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints by peering with me through the church news window please remember to subscribe rate and review this podcast so it can be accessible to more people and if you enjoyed the messages we shared today please make sure you share the podcast with others thanks to our guests my producer kellyanne halverson and others who make this podcast possible. Join us every week for a new episode. Find us on your favorite podcasting channels or with other news and updates of the church on thechurchnews.com.